Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. But you know who is? One uh, Mr. Logan Sharp, who's going to be joining us in the second part of this episode. But until then, you have your two main co-hosts for this episode of the Backlog Breakdown. My name's Josh. Here with me is Mr. Nate McKeever. When the hits start coming and, uh, and they don't stop coming. They, they, there you go. We just got to keep something so they hit the, the ground what running. I mean the world's going to roll me. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't. Does anyone say that ever? He did. The world is going to roll me? Like what? Roll you like a cigarette? Like I don't, I don't even understand. Well, but, like uh, when you roll somebody, like uh, I've heard that used. That's like an old like you have. I've, like okay, it feels like I heard that in like the Sting or something like that. Not not mm-hmm. from Sting, gotcha. like the Sting with Robert Redford. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's go roll this sucker. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I see, I see. It's so like, he was he was channeling. That's some very like outdated verbiage, <laughs> even for twenty mm-hmm. years ago or whatever that was. Even for Shrek, even for Shrek, would <laughs> um, have sounded out of out of uh, out of character. You know what? Like mm-hmm. uh, the Smash Mouth cover of uh, "I'm a Believer." Mm-hmm. It's a b- bit of a bop. Just saying. <laughs> I, I think that's mostly because that song is just a bit of a bop. And like they you know that's that's probably the best song that they ever performed. Just mm-hmm. saying that. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah. If you uh if you have a few minutes and you wanna listen to something extremely stupid, but oh so hilarious. Uh they they there someone had had extended out the syllables in that song, Rockstar to uh fit uh evanescence's song oh what's it called bring Why me to life bring me to life yes and it or was whatever that was dude that dude did like a whole bunch of like he just inserted smash mouth yeah the the, yeah. the lyrics to rockstar it's and a it's whole great. bunch of stuff that was so like a whole already, thing for a while like this is mm-hmm. all i watched on mm-hmm. youtube for like a month. Yeah. I uh I actually wrote a few lines of that song's lyrics in a uh what what do you call it the guest book of my cousin's wedding. Did you hate I your cousin? Funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> I no. bet they, they thought, thought it was they thought it was funny too. They didn't know it was me until like a year later when I just said that it was me. Oh, so you uh, wrote it wrote anonymously. It. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was just written at least in the book. At least you did that. anyways so uh (laughs) backlog breakdown yeah this whole podcast you know where we talk about backlogs and and we break down the benefits um that's what we're going to be doing today uh it's we're going to have a great time like i said well we're going to be breaking down the benefits of beating down your back vlogs he's got the market cornered on back vlogs that's for sure um, and he will be having a great conversation with you. I have to scoot out for most of the conversation. I might, you know, I might, I might make a guest appearance toward the end. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe my kids will decide to sleep. It's not like it's already recorded and we're just going to play it after this part of the I have no idea what's going to happen. We'll, uh, we'll figure that out when it gets to that. But before we get to that, Nate, how has your two weeks been? Well, Josh, uh, it's been two it's weeks. Been. It's been two weeks. It's been two it's weeks. Been. In the immortal words of Paul, the techno funk boy. It's, it's been. been. It has been two weeks. 
Um, yeah, dude, uh, I've been on vacation for the last like week and a half. Mm, beautiful. Been pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I didn't do much of anything last week. And that's, o- yeah. that's okay. I did. Uh, we, we got a new door in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. I told you a story. But it's been so like unbearably hot, and and like it's just there's a whole saga involving that door. <laughs> but uh, it's a whole trek to get more door it, in your house, more doors. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> it's a journey. Uh, you could write like six books about it. Uh, Anyways, or at least uh, one describing the the process and back again. Um, mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> been two weeks man it's it's been cool like i'm i it's been nice to Mm -hmm. not especially like uh the last couple days have been like awful like 90s and like 60 to 70 percent humidity and i've just Mm -hmm. been like gross uh yeah i'm gonna hide inside and just i'm gonna stand in front of my air conditioner you know and Mm -hmm. like slowly just like get a crust of ice over my body um (laughs) The perfect time to take a vacation. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it worked out. Have you regained any of your sanity? Uh, I mean, I probably just lost it in other places. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been pretty good, man. Like I, it's, nice. it's just been nice to not have to worry about a whole bunch of stuff. So like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just like, it's just like, I'm just coming into work and like, like next week I start back up. But yeah. Nice. Just, well, that's cool. Just chilling. I see in front of your AC. Yeah, 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 Got yeah, yeah, chill. yeah. Well, I uh, I started up my uh, fall course. It's uh, on theology and philosophy, which is pretty cool. Um, we started off first week by reading it. It's a book, but it's like eighty pages. Okay, what, so it's what not like book super long. Is it? It's it's called Philosophy and Theology. Okay. It's by uh, uh, Caputo. I can't think of his first name. Off the top of my head, no, I put it back on my my book desk over there. Um, yeah, it it, it leaned. Huh. So so this guy is he's he's a Christian, but he's a deconstructionist. Uh, not in like the the super super modern, not like an ex evangel, you know, not like a, but deconstructionist in the postmodern not, sense. Not like Josh Harris, um, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not not the whole you know leaving. I'm de- uh, deconstructing my faith. No, you're going to apostate. Right. Right, exactly. There's, yeah, not not that sense, but in the in the postmodern, like a uh, he's this guy's written because I just looked at his Wikipedia page because I was like something about this is kind of weird because um, he talks about uh, uh, Jacques Derrida in the book as well and and he compares him with Saint Augustine, which I know sounds really weird, um, but if you like what he's comparing is the faith because his whole argument is that philosophy and theology are are tracks searching for the same answers with different presuppositions. So mm. uh, th- that that philosophy takes a rationalistic uh, presupposition, whereas uh, theology takes the presupposition that God has revealed himself and the, you know that the Bible is true. And so they dig for answers within the Bible in order to 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 answer the big questions of life. And so when he compares these two, he you know he says like even this atheist, um, Derrida is you know searching for something very deeply. Like he he is praying to a God that he doesn't know, um, even as an atheist, because he's searching for like he's trying to find hope, you know, and he believes that hope exists 
and he's yearning for it even when he's not. So, so th- I know that it sounded bad, but even just yeah, some of the things like, that he said, you know, like I still don't agree with everything. Like he still seems kind of. I mean, we've kind of talked about though how you know the atheist sort of worldview really does. It is just sort of a, a faith in materialism, and like right, it it mm-hmm. is a faith of a sort. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's sort of. I mean, that that's definitely in a very interesting point of comparison. Right. Augustine right. and Derrida. Um. But like, mm-hmm. hey, cool. Yeah. Yeah, the overall point I agreed with, you know, it, it's just like some of the, some of the, some of the things. So, anyways, and, and he's written uh, like an entire book on Derrida as well. So, so there's there's a lot more there. This is just like a small little like pamphlet of a book that he's written. Um, anyways, so we had we had to read that and then write like a five page paper, basically whether or not we agreed with it. And so that was that was quite a bit of where after being out of school for the past month. Like that being the first week, it's like, okay, gosh, it's really ramping just, up. Just but then this week, it's right really back light. Into so. it. Exactly, exactly. Get right back on that so. horse. <laughs> Let's go. But of course, I'm, I'm taking a freaking philosophy course. What, did I not think that I was going to be reading and writing a lot? Like, come on. <laughs> of course. So, Well, since you, uh, especially since you're not in a classroom where you could. Exactly. Just like. You can't have the discussions. Yeah. A lot of like when I when I was in college. Um, the one time I took a 300 level class and it was all just discussion. Like there was, okay, there were two papers and a couple written exams, but it was all just discussion. Interesting. It was interesting. It was actually Hmm. a really cool class. Nice. It was philosophy of the mind. Hmm. We got sidetracked, you know, just a, uh, just like just like we do here, we got sidetracked. Ah, uh, yeah, we had happens. a couple students from the honors college who just would not let go of like artificial intelligence and the brain and everything. Mm. Like they just they were fixated on this like argument because it some of like philosophy of the mind is yeah. Anyways, it was just like it's addressing some like the strict materialists. Like so if like what is the mind what is your like if mm-hmm. you're a materialist like is it just your brain is like what does it mean to be a human being like yeah there are things in there that like you know and of course you, you talked about cartesian dualism and things like that where it's like is it is it more than just you know and i, I think for most of us like for believers for christians more dualists of a sort we believe in a body mm-hmm. and a soul and that mm-hmm. um I I don't know if it's been a while. I'm I'm a little dusty on that, but uh, I don't know that we're perfect Cartesians. I'd have to go back. It's been been a long time, but like we believe in sort of a spiritual realm and a spiritual reality, and right? That's yeah. part of what um, Descartes. It's part of his thesis, at least mm-hmm. just part of it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a good bit there in there. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I read any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I, I feel you, and and yeah, it gets it gets deep pretty quickly. And well, it's you know one thing that I notice is like, okay, you're hanging on, you're hanging on, like, okay, this makes sense. You're hanging on. Then there's maybe a few things that you miss, and then like stuff continues to build, and it's like, wait, but now it feels like a Jenga puzzle, and then like none of this you, is making like any the, sense anymore. <laughs> uh, I've been 
if you miss bits. Reading a little bit of Kierkegaard, not enough to okay to mm-hmm. um talk about. And dude, it's like I'm like three pages in because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just like it's like you have to like I have to go back and because because and you're right. The minute you sort of lose the thread on these arguments, like if you're not hanging on, it's just all nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's just, right. it's just, it doesn't mean it. You can't like, these are not the type of texts that you can just skim through. Like, yeah. this is not, this is reading that demands your attention, demands your engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yes. So that's fun. Um, happy to say that that second week of, of class of coursework is much less than the first week. So I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's nice. So it seems, seems to kind of, fluctuate a bit over the of the course of this course so that that will be nice um in terms of finding some time to play some video games and speaking of finding time of playing video games of checking out different forms of media i I think we have some of these certain forms of media to report on yes sir you're gonna go ahead and do that i think you got my report right here yeah yeah i'm well wow is that what is that Ah, that's a, a note that my wife wrote me. It's actually a very sweet note. And, and you just did that to it. It's the closest thing. It's a little bent. But. For shame, <laughs> Joshua. Yes. For shame. Yes. But, but, uh, but all you know, excellent Foley work. <laughs> I I I would do no less for this podcast if if it's within arm's reach at the time. <laughs> if, it's, I if it's convenient. <laughs> right. Oh man! Only the best out of convenience. Only uh, the best. <laughs> it's just uh, only requires the bare minimum out of me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and that that seems to 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 going along with that. It seems to to echo my uh, my media consumption here lately. Is only the best in what is in what is convenient. Um, in terms of some of the stuff that I've been checking out, so. I've been watching through a show. Oh wow, that was weird. I'm like 13 years old. I've been watching through. Uh, I've been an watching. Anime, it's actually. like a 13 year old like. I've been watching through watching a, a, show. a show, and then, and then I followed up with an anime, and then it just keeps it keeps just going lower and lower. <laughs> um, Next thing no, you're gonna like called, you're, uh, you're gonna step off camera and step back on with one of those button up like silk screen shirts with Goku on the front like it's just like yes, a giant yes right exactly mm-hmm. just a giant so Goku cool. uh, actually it is Dragon Ball Super because no I'm kidding uh, that's not that's not what I've been watching <laughs> I don't I only judge you a, a lot <laughs> just a lot yeah. Um, anyways, no, I don't don't want to go into my thoughts. And I've actually never seen any of Dragon Ball Super. I'm okay as much as I I really like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I'm okay with just leaving it where it was. I never even finished Dragon Ball Z. Um, I'm I'm fine with leaving that in. Mm-hmm. You know, in 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 my memories. Anyways, so the stuff that I've been into. Okay, so show anime. It's called Bakuman. So it is an anime, well, it was originally manga. It's about these kids, these middle school, high school kids who start uh, basically like drawing manga, like writing manga and drawing manga. And it's about their, it's kind of, it's actually more like a slice of life type Mm -hmm. of show. 
Um, it is not super action packed and stuff like that. Like it, it is intriguing in some of the stuff they go through. You know, there's tension uh, within the the way that the story is told. Um, but it's not. You know, there's not like battles or anything like. You know, there's there's rivalries and things like that. But it's it's nothing. It's not. It's not like super suspenseful or anything like that. Um, you know, as as I've mentioned before, I'm dipping my toes into learning Japanese, and so that was the original onus for trying to find a show. Um, that would have Japanese subtitles that I could kind of like try and read along with some of what they're saying. Um, but it's, it's since just kind of hooked me to where I've been, you know, just, just watching it. Um, and so I've made it through, I haven't made it through the first season yet, but I'm, I'm actually really digging it. It reminds me of, you know, back when I was into drawing back in high school, because uh, totally into that whole mm-hmm. like manga style. Um, and so it's, it's just fun. It's, it's just a fun show. I dig it. Um, so there's that in terms of what I have been watching or getting into, uh, for what I've been reading, um, I've been reading some stuff off and on here lately. The last couple of books that I've read were some books on leadership by a guy named Rory Vaden. Um, that he, he wrote this book called take the stairs, which is on discipline, which I was really, um, I was very happily surprised with it's not it's not like super revolutionary it's stuff that I've heard in other places but he keeps it like pretty concise and applicable which is really nice the audiobook is 4 hours I usually listen to it at least you know like one and a half at least time speed usually like two two time speed so I blew through it in an afternoon um, but I was like, I need to go back through this. This is this is actually pretty good. And so he wrote another one called uh, Procrastinate on Purpose that is uh, similar. And so I dig those. Hmm. Um, that's Those are kind of like my recommendations in terms of just some of the stuff that I've been reading. Uh, for what I've been playing, I finished Control. So there's that. Um, and that was a good game. It's funny because you mentioned how like, – I can't remember if it was in the Discord or if you talked about it on an episode and you said that it it reminded you of Doom in some ways mm-hmm. and that confused me for a while until I, I kind of got into the game and then I was like, okay, I can see it. You never stay still. Like you have to keep running around. You know, you, you, it's a little, not necessarily like tactical. It's not, but as, you know, you, it's not as like frenetic, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a it's a little more tactical. It's a li- but it's still like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's something always propelling you. Mm-hmm. Um, so finished it up. I did not, you know, I haven't done like a ton of the 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 extra content, all the collectibles and things like that. Um, but I did go searching around for the story because the story is very confusing when you play through it. However, the atmosphere is top notch. Mm-hmm. I would say. There's some, there's like some, some good and bad about the, it's not like an immediate, like, oh, this needs to go on our top 100 list. Eh, no, but I, I did really enjoy it. And, um, I, I watched the YouTube video where they compared it to Dark Souls. Sorry. Um, where they said like the plot's not that great, but the atmosphere is awesome. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Um, you know, it, it, and the plot is probably about as uh, understandable as something like Bloodborne. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it, I enjoyed the game. It definitely had me hooked. Like it was hard to play for less than half an hour. You know, like it, I, you felt like you had to put some time into it yeah. just because it it kind of hooks you. Um, it got a little repetitive at times, mm-hmm. to be honest. 
Um, it had you like the story seemed like you were doing these cool things, but it got a little kind of like go get the MacGuffin in this area. Okay, you did, and then fight a bunch of enemies. Okay, then go get the MacGuffin in this area and fight a bunch of enemies. And it felt kind of samey at points, but yeah, but overall, even, even the sort of like hey, go get this thing from this area. Like the combat is good enough to sort mm-hmm. of like where you're like okay, like, yeah, I don't care. Like yeah, I'll go like. Mm-hmm rip through this you know right yeah and and like most modern games you have a progression system and so that helps as well because you put stuff into you know you upgrade certain skills and you start using those skills more and you can use those strategically so yeah um i'm i I just mean there were there were certain times where it felt more repetitive Mm -hmm. than other times but overall i did really enjoy the game um so thumbs up from me for sure uh, man, the, the crazy story that like totally un ununderstandable, impossible to understand while I was pr- playing it, but um, but it was fun nonetheless. Uh, yeah. There is a, just because I have young children. <laughs> warning: there is language, a decent oh, amount of language. Yeah, yeah. The you game. know what? I wasn't even thinking about that. There's a lot of like f this, f that. <laughs> yeah. Right, and and it comes. It, it's like I mean, it's it's almost more like realistic in that. It's not, uh, you don't know when it's going to happen. You know, there, it's not like particularly like, oh, we're going to face this character and there's just going to be a barrage of F-bomb. Like, no, they'll just kind of drop it in conversation sometimes to where like you never know. So I played most, like if my kids were around, I just turned the the all the voice acting voices down really low so that they wouldn't hear that over the droning of the music and things like that. But anyways, uh, I've talked too much altogether too much about the game. Uh, I, I will be honest. I still don't understand why it's called control. Um, but that's all, that's all, Hmm. that's all for me. Yeah. What about you? What you got to report on? Uh, you know, for having been off the last week and change, you would imagine that I do a lot more gaming than I would have. Well, mm-hmm. I did play a lot, but I played a lot of okay. two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Control being mm-hmm. one of them mm-hmm. because I'm going to okay. just, I'm going to get the platinum. I'm going to 100% it. I have the DLC. Dang. Like, dude, I'm like spitting distance from. Okay. I have two okay. trophies for the main game, and then I think another like four or five between the DLCs like to get the platinum and the 100% for everything mm-hmm. at which point how much how much time have you put into it i don't i haven't looked at the clock at all it's substantial okay. though uh i mean yeah cuz it i think i'm at like 12 hours oh when dude i have like it's not much at all probably four or five times that like yeah i yeah. makes but sense. i've been doing like everything like i'm like oh right. like I'm just, I'm right. going to. You can backtrack on this game and unlock a bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. I just did not, I didn't care. And to there's do. so many like areas that once you like unlock certain abilities that like, like you can go back and just like there's parts of the building that you just had no idea that you had access to. Right. And right. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. But we, we will be, t- well, now that you've beaten it, I guess uh, we're going to have to set up a time. Um, yes, to get the uh, a book club style discussion. So gotta get get on that. But uh, been playing a little bit of MTG Arena, of course. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
I actually got to the mm-hmm. point where I don't play it every day now. I play it like every oh. two or three days. And then okay. I'm like, I just, which probably signals like I'm pretty much, I think, towards the end of my run with this thing. I mm-hmm. really, I actually tweeted something out. I really like the game. I really like Magic the Gathering. Um, but Arena is exhausting because mm. it is, I'm playing the same six or seven decks. Like, and it bums me out because if yeah. I had more friends to play with, I could just play some casual hands. I'd probably enjoy it way more, but it's like you're constantly just playing like randos and they're playing the same freaking net decky garbage that everybody else is playing. And it's like, it's just boring and it's not fun. Mm -hmm. Like that's, it's not fun. Like I don't mind, I don't like losing, right? But I don't mind taking the L if like, it's like an interesting deck or it's fun. Yeah. But it's like, I've seen like, it's, it's like I said, it's like you, you look at a list of like stuff on, you know, whatever site, like MTG goldfish or whatever. And like, yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. It, yeah. it bumps me out. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, I was really p- stoked and now not so much, but on a different note, and this is the one that you're all excited about. Um, I've been playing breath of the wild a lot mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. like so much to the point where i'm pretty much almost done with it now granted i was a fair like when i first started playing this i was a fair chunk into it i've defeated all four of the divine beasts i have one memory for the photograph things mm-hmm. i have one memory left and it's the one that's in hyrule castle um yep. i've done a lot in that game like I haven't found every shrine, but I think I've found like I think there's 120 shrines. And I think I'm at like 90. So it's three quarters, something like that. The Korok seeds. <laughs> I find a bunch of those. But like the the thing that's useful with them is the unlocking like the weapon slots. Like right. holding more weapons. We we had a conversation about that game. And we will have a, actually, why don't we just make that next episode since I'll be done with it by that time. We'll talk about Horizon Mm -hmm. Zero Dawn. We'll talk about Breath of the Wild. And I, I mean, I maintain that I think they're kind of on the same playing ground. Like, I think they're Mm -hmm. both very good games. I would give at this point in time a bit of an edge to Breath of the Wild. Oh dang! Wait, but then why are we even having an episode about it? Because, because there are things there. There are things with that game that really keep it from being truly great, from being truly timeless, and mm-hmm. and I, I I feel like those things need to be discussed. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, like for lack of a better term like everybody has been so up breath of the wild's rear end <laughs> like it's just like you know i, I don't have a nice but it's just like oh breath of the wild greatest game ever and i'm like it's good it's really good um there are some really glaring inconsistencies in that game that yeah this is but it i and i think your fair counterpoint is like this is basically them re like re like a hard reboot of the Zelda franchise. And there's like, mm-hmm. they're basically making just an entirely new type of game. 
And so they're like, yeah, they're not going to like hit every note perfectly. But I, I think that, you know, well, again, we'll talk about it. It gets mm-hmm. the edge, but I, I still maintain, like, I think there are things about Horizon Zero Dawn that are also notable. Like that is a shooter studios first 3d action adventure game open world Mm -hmm. and i think in some ways that's just as impressive as taking a storied franchise and reinventing it like there there are things in both those games that i think are admirable and i think there's some glaring missteps on both those games that like Mm -hmm. keep them from being truly timeless but I, i definitely think like they're they're both very good games like mm-hmm. they're very good bordering on great, but nice. I nice. entirely too. Uh, so there's that as far as other stuff goes. Um, I showed you this earlier, uh, yes. for, for listeners, uh, my copy of Gridman, the hyper agent, uh, the mm. collection showed up on Blu-ray. Mm. I'm excited mm. about mm. that. Um, so yeah, it's more, well, it's not really Ultraman, but it's that tokusatsu. Like, right like well and it's the same company that does ultraman subaraya mm-hmm. they they made that show too it's just a it's like it's basically ultraman inside computers <laughs> it's Gridman. um yeah. so there's that uh as far as reading or anything i haven't really done a lot of that a little bit of that port of shadows which is that that glenn cook it's that final book in the Black Company stuff. Black it's company. the one. It's more of an anthology than anything else. It's not. Okay. It's not really. Yeah. It's it's not part of the. It's part of the main storyline, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. It's like one of those things. And then uh, just Megan and I have been watching Thirty Rock lately, and uh, okay, kind of love Thirty Rock. Like hmm. it's a uh, it's a good time. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for my backlog report, there, buddy. Um, nice so if you guys like what we do here right and you don't want to hear ads for our friends which is really a shame but we get it uh just gonna encourage you to maybe check out the the patreon like it's think of it as a tip jar kind of like for a buck a buck a month you get uncut access to well lots of stuff um we tonight it was bordering on like two and a half to three hours of um, pretty intense political theological discussion by way of, by way of video game discussion, because it went from Microsoft to child actors to the depravity of man to like the glory of God. Yeah. And then I went back to the depravity of man for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's that's what I do. <laughs> like I find the worst possible thing to fixate on and I'm like, <laughs> I can't stop staring. Um, no, but, it, you know, and again, it's uh, uncut versions of these, these episodes, these podcasts. And, uh, you know, if you like, if you're into that thing, we, we actually do video uh too Hmm. so there's that just something to consider but uh with all that being said uh, now here's a word from our friends 
Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no, that's not true. That, that's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people. That we enjoyed with friends. You, you laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie. Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy. No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill mom then? I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They... They made memes of mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. And we're back. Hey guys, so with me, I have the one, the only, the uh, the dear podcaster, the dear commander, the dear, I don't know, but Logan Sharp, you know. <laughs> and I just have one question, Logan. Yeah. Uh, so... What exactly is a reformed gamer? Oh, here we go. We're getting into it right <laughs> at the start. Uh, no, no, we don't. You, you actually, there used to be an article. Didn't Eric Bryant? Yeah. Write if, it? I, if I remember correctly, I think there's actually two up on the website right now. I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. But I know there's at least... There's at least a few up there on the website. Yeah. So, you know, for anybody who isn't listening, which, or who hasn't heard you before, you are Logan Sharp, mm-hmm. uh, the host of the, the TRG podcast, yeah. the Reform Gamers. And, uh, you know, we were, we were sort of talking for a few minutes, you know, just off mic or whatever, pre-recording. But I remember when trg was basically like it was like 50 people from the reform pub yeah we're like hey let's let's talk about video games and stuff like that and you had just you had thrown it out in the pub and you're like somebody should do a reform video game podcast and i think it was less or tan or one of them or somebody mm-hmm. looked at you and said well why don't you yeah. and um and here you are, and it's what, like five, six years later? Six like and that? a half years later, man. Six and a half years later, you just had Colin Moriarty of uh, Last Damn Media on <laughs> yeah. a couple episodes ago. That was a very cool get. I'm not jealous at all. Not, like, <laughs> I, I've heard like, I've heard that from several people. They're like, hey, we love you. Uh, I'm not jealous, but I hate you at the same time. Like, all right, all right my bad. No, well, and like what's funny is that when he oh, – it's probably like two years ago. We were fairly early on in the, the breakdown. And I was just like, I'm just going to send him a message on Patreon. And just and oh, at wow. the time, he was like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Reach out to me later. And I was yeah. like, okay. And it was like one of those things where I was just like, eh, I don't know. And then I saw you got it and I was like, daggone it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But no, Podchaser. that was super cool. Yeah, man. Podchaser just uh, tweeted out like, who's your, who's your dream guest? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tweet it out. Who cares? He's probably not going to respond. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. 
And I was like, it'd be awesome to get Colin Moriarty on. And then he responded with, let's do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this real life? What just happened? Is this real life? You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a pretty cool conversation, you know? Yeah. And, uh, Thank you, you. you know, it's one of those things where I would definitely love to sort of maybe see him get, I, I'd love to see him get exposed a little bit more to like sort of the Christian gaming yeah. side of things, because it just seems like he really is kind of like, he's the only like even semi-conservative conservative voice politically. Yeah. And so because of just where, you know, where sort of biblical conviction leads us most of the time, we sort of tend to hang out in those camps. And honestly, I think like he's probably the most open to something along those lines to mm -hmm. like really maybe even looking at some of the stuff, but I thought it was very cool. Um, like, you know, it was a, it was a really neat little interview. And then apparently like, I was like, I was so stoked for you that like, I was like, yeah, I just listened to this and I tweeted it out and you're like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's early access. And everybody, and apparently like everybody was like, is it out? You, you yeah. did this? What? You know, there, there are a few people messaging me like, where's this? Give me the link. I'm like, dude, it comes out on Monday. Like cool your jets. If you want to pay me a dollar, you can listen to it right now. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I was like, when, when you were like, yeah, it actually hasn't come out yet. And I was like, oh, I was like, ah, free plug, plug the Patreon, man. Like, yeah. you know. And what's funny um, is we've actually gotten a few new patrons, uh, I think, from that. So <laughs> thank you for cool. that. Very cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty neat to, and I, I mean, that's really a testament to just putting in the time, man. Like I said, yeah. it, you know, well, like you said, six and a half going on seven years now that you've been doing this thing. Yeah, man. So, uh, We're old yeah. in podcast years. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, like, it's like podcast years, like dog years. I think so. Cause I think so, the average like, podcast lasts about two years, if that. So we're well, up there. I remember reading and when two or three years ago, it's like, if you can make it past 10 episodes, mm -hmm. like basically you'll be fine, yeah. you know, and that sort of shows the staying power. And, you know, we're, we're like three and a half we're going on. We're going on like four years almost. And mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, we, we have hit 10 episodes and then some. Um, yeah. But anyways, the reason I really wanted to have you on is, uh, well, you were an OG member of the Backlog Book Club. Mm -hmm. um, like when we did the Backlog Draft like four years ago or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know it was a long time ago and I wasn't it's, very good at it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think any of us were. I mean, even, even worse was Backlog Golf um, where – got crushed by Wesley and um, yeah, that was just kind of not fair at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, like I, I was like, you know what? My thing was like, I just wanted to stay negative. Like I just wanted to stay sort of below par or whatever. And mm -hmm. like they're, they're, they're crushing it with like negative 50, negative 60. Negative, and I was just like, yep. you're disgusting. Yeah. Um, Cause and, I remember that. I think that was when he was just knocking out those dragon quest games left and right. And I was like, who is this man? <laughs> Well, and dude, it's, it's come up be, like two, like multiple times. Like, he just like, he is just uncanny. Like he just shoots yeah. like he well, And on, on your latest episode, he's talking, he was talking about like the final fantasy stuff that he's like, <laughs> yeah. he like just chews through these games like now. And I don't think he's really doing any like side content. So he's, he's just like, he's basically right. just like mainlining the story, but still, I mean like, dude, he's like, like just 20 hours later he's like yeah i beat final fantasy 9 or whatever you know yeah. and you're just like man no you're disgusting deal. stop it <laughs> stop it 
get some help. Um, But you recently uh, said, you know what? Enough of the backlog. Mm -hmm. And so you started up a little bit of a project and you were back vlogging. Yeah. That term vlogging always makes, it makes me, it's, it's a weird mouth sound. Does it make you cringe a little bit too? <laughs> yeah, well, not, not the, it's just a weird, the, the bleh. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not my favorite, but you know, tell me sort like what prompted this, I guess is sort of the question here. Uh, a major lack of content for one thing. <laughs> so, I mean, there was that. And then it's just, it was really, it's, it's kind of like what I said in the video. I just kept looking at the games that I had been buying really over the last year uh, and COVID kind of accelerated a lot of that. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us were home. It's like, what else am I going to do with my time? I can't really, I can't really meet with my students because we're not meeting and, you know, just can't do a lot of the stuff that I'm normally used to. And so it's like, well, I've got all this extra time. Why not buy a bunch of games? And then this year it just kind of hit a breaking point where I'm like, I am so sick and tired of buying games and then never playing them. And then they just sit on my pile for so long. And I'm just like, nah, I'm going to put an end to it. And so I just decided, you know, why not like catalog this or, or, you know, vlog it and, and just put it out there and just see if I can connect with other people and, and see what, if, if I can talk to other people, meet some new people, maybe share some game recommendations or, Maybe even have them tell me, you know, hey, th- this game that's in your backlog, I played it already. It's really not that great. You can skip it. I'm like, cool, then I'll cut that off the list. I don't have to worry about it. And uh, and so that was kind of the idea behind it. And I was just like, you know, a vlog is kind of a more laid back thing. I don't have to edit it a whole lot. And so I can just kind of record a video and then put it up and and just talk about it. Of course, then I beat Death Stranding and loved it so much. I dedicated an entire video to it and, and try to kind of learn some new editing tricks, but that's kind of getting more into where it's been since then. But that was just kind of the idea. I just got sick of looking at these games, just sitting on my shelf or on my PlayStation or switch. And I'm like, no, it's uh it's time to knock all this stuff out. So, so, I mean, do you have like a, how many games do you have in your backlog? At this point. I, um, I'm trying to think of what it was when I started the video. I want to not want to know, but uh, words are hard. I want to say that I know it's over 150 um, at this point, counting the DLC stuff for a lot of games. But I can't remember the exact number that it was. I had written it down back in July, but uh, mm. you know, school starting up and everything. I've forgotten what the exact number was. Yeah, you know, what's funny to me is so Josh and I, we like the whole premise is like, you know, beating down your backlogs and breaking mm-hmm. down the benefits, right? That's sort of our tag. And <laughs> so and we just did this, the like, we're basically sort of like rebranded backlog golf and made it a much lower stakes affair with this, mm-hmm. with the beat down thing, where it really is just about like, play more than you buy. Oh, and, okay. And, and, and I mean, it's so the, the scoring's almost the same, mm-hmm. but it's just like, we're coming at it and we're, it's pretty much all the scoring is exclusively on our discord channel. Um, the, well, one and the, I don't know like how you feel about it, but Facebook has just kind of like, I don't get as much engagement there. Yeah. It's like the people, like we only have like maybe 30 people who are consistently on discord. Right. Right. But like, 
we're constantly interacting with them yeah. where it's like you put something out on Facebook and it just goes, it gets like chewed up and spit out in the algorithm yep. or whatever. And it's, it's just kind of like, ah, and so it's, it, it's basically, we've moved most of like that stuff over towards discord. And yeah. I mean, you've probably done pretty much a, a pretty similar thing with the TRG discord yeah. server and Facebook group. Yeah, I definitely prefer Discord over Facebook. If if I didn't need Facebook to manage the Facebook group, um, I wouldn't have Facebook because especially now that I, I don't really need one to manage my church's social media accounts, it's like, I'm just not a huge fan of Facebook in general. Yeah. Um, but it's that thing of like, especially with Discord, you kind of get that more intimate feeling uh, with a lot, of the, a lot of the community. And so you get to connect with people on, on a better level. And so... I think Discord's better for for that, but yeah, Facebook is just meh to me. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should but, I should be careful when I say that. I'm not saying I hate the Facebook group. I'm just hating Facebook as a platform because it's generally unusable in, in a lot of regards. Well, and that's like you know, outside of like uh, the Last Stand Media Facebook group and TRG and the Book Club and a fistful of others, I. Like I get on Facebook, I sort of do my little bit of interacting, my little bit of like skulking in the background, mm -hmm. sort of, well, lurking, you know, but whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like we we had a bit of a conversation a while ago in the, the TRG admin chat and we were just sort of checking in. And I was like, dude, like, yeah, I've just sort of been super hands off. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, just because Facebook just kind of gets messy very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyways, uh, so going back to the actual topic, you started out with Death Stranding. You did a whole video on it. Yeah. Um, now, that was like a bit of a revisit for you, right? Like so, you came back to that. Yeah, I had always – I've, I've had Death Stranding my backlog for really ever since the game came out on, on PS4. And I had always wanted to play it, and I've only ever really put – maybe 45 minutes to an hour into it at, at any given time. And so I never really, in a game like Death Stranding, 45 minutes to an hour is really not enough to really get the game mm -hmm. even started at that point. And so I'd always just put that amount of time into it, but never move beyond that. Um, and then I was just sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, man, I really want to play this game. This is all I can think about all summer. So why not kick the whole thing off with that game? You know, I love Hideo Kojima. I've been wanting to play this for a while. It makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And uh, coming back to it, you, you actually really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. like you like it was sort of like you were pretty hype on it. Like I remember you tweeted out a bunch of stuff. Well, again, you did the whole video on it, but you were tweeting yeah. about it like in some of the different groups and stuff you were, you know, posting about it and talking about it. You're like actually like coming back to it like you were really impressed with that game. Yeah. And do you think that's because you sort of stepped back. So something I've been noticing with myself, right, is uh -huh. that I've actually started putting games out. Like there are a few that like day one I'm in, like Hades. I know right, that wasn't right. your cup of tea, but like Hades is like, hey, I'm, I I'm love trying. Super Giant. <laughs> it came to Game Pass. I'm like, I'm going to give it another shot and, and see how it is. Turn on God mode, dude. If you haven't I did, already done it. I did on Switch and even then, but again, I, I digress. And once you unlock all the weapons, find mm -hmm. a weapon and like there are certain DD, like certain DD power ups that like I really jammed with. And mm -hmm. those were the runs where I was like really enjoying it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm perfectly like 
I think that game's great, but yeah. I get it that it's not for anybody yeah. or everybody. But like for me, that's sort of a day one thing. Like Silk Song, if it ever comes out, will be like a day one thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. but for the most part, what I've I've done is like I've stepped back from the hype because mm-hmm. like Cyberpunk 2077 was a great example of like how yeah. hype just is like all, and like the fallout and actually I just bought a copy with this a free steel book for like 10 bucks from Best Buy. There's been a um, lot of people picking that up I've noticed. I've been seeing that all over social media. I have no idea if I'm actually going to play it. I, I might just turn around and just like it might just sit there. I might give it away at some point in time. Uh, I don't know if I'd be really comfortable because it's mature. Well, anyways, but right. you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like it's 10 bucks and that steel book was kind of dope. Um yeah. Why not? <laughs> but like I've been playing Control and Breath of the Wild lately. Okay. Um, and hot take: Breath of the Wild is not as bad as I said it was. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> Look at you coming around. I still think it's massively overrated. Like okay. I, I still think okay. it's like, dude, it's a solid. It's a high seven, solid eight kind of okay. like. It's okay. right in that ballpark. This, this is that. a great game. Um, I, you know, and. Like Josh and I actually, we're going to do a whole episode on Horizon Zero Dawn versus Breath of the Wild. Okay. He just played Horizon Zero Dawn. And that, like, nice. I, I really, I still sort of hold the opinion that I think if Horizon Zero Dawn would have launched any other year, mm-hmm. except for the year that it did, it probably would have gotten, like, it probably would have done a lot better. But because mm-hmm. it was sort of up against, I mean, and it was like within weeks of each other, they released. Yeah. And I think it just got, I mean, and anyways, but I think once ah, words are hard, man. You you do words are hard. I say Nate talk pretty someday. (laughs) Um, I love it. uh, But um, what I've noticed though is like, and I I always liked Remedy. Like I was a real big fan of Alan Wake and stuff like that. And when Control came out, I was like super hyped on it. But I had a baseline. I had a slim PS4. There was no way that was even good. And it's, when I got the PS5, it was actually like the first thing. It was like that I installed on there because I was like, now I'm going to play this. Yeah. And I've been loving it. And actually sort of one of the things that it's like when what I, I guess what I found is like when you remove yourself from like that hype, not well trained, but that, that whole like sort of like all the buzz and just the maelstrom of like just craziness that goes on especially yeah. in the the initial release it's like you're actually able to have like a much more robust sort of experience you you, you mm-hmm. can actually sort of like come at it and say these are things i really like these are things i really don't you don't right. it's not as easy to get like wrapped up into the, like the this this is the best thing ever no it sucks. Yeah. it's, it's not know? as easy to get influenced by some of the stuff that's swirling around about it and you can actually sort of make up your own mind about yeah. the game. And actually, for me, that's actually become a preferable experience. Like, yeah. th- don't get me wrong. There's definitely stuff like day one that, like, I want in. Like, mm-hmm. But th- for the most part, what I found is just for me, is, especially as this is sort of, like, it's recreation. It's meant to restore us. It's meant to refresh yeah. us. And, like, frankly, the hype train and all of, like, that, that like, being part of the conversation stuff. Nine times out of 10, just, I think it's pretty exhausting. Yeah. So I've just found it way more enjoyable to like sort of step out of that, that whole cycle and just kind of play the games and enjoy them and think about them and kind of move on. And yeah. 
And that takes I, a lot I of just pressure want- off of off of you as the gamer because you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have an opinion. You don't have to be on the same boat as a lot of other people. You can just kind of just do your own thing. And it's a little more liberating to that regard. Well, and for, you know, guys who like, you know, no, granted, like the Reform Gamers podcast is is a little bit bigger than the breakdown, you know, just uh-huh. a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, but like there is that idea of like content and, mm-hmm. you know, what I found though is that, I'm, I mean, and again, I'm just wondering if like you've experienced this as well, but mm-hmm. it's like, it actually gives me more to talk about than when I'm like trying to worry about like the initial, like if I'm trying to like stay sort of current and stay, you know, up with the hype cycle and all that. Yeah. I actually find that I don't have as much to say because I haven't thought about it. I'm just right. like, I'm just consuming and I'm turning around. Whereas I'm turning around, I'm spitting something out like, to, you know, to make content. Right. But if I just like, if I'm just playing, like just playing the games that I'm playing, like those experiences actually give me like more to draw on and more to discuss and more to like chew through and mm-hmm. parse out. And like, and I, so like, I'm just saying like you, you come at death stranding it's like you came back to it and it's, it's been out for a while. At least you know? two and years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's been out for like a hot minute and you're coming back to it and you're like, Oh no, there's, there's a lot here. Yeah. And I, I, was, was that part of the process for you? All that being said, was yeah, that yeah. part of the process for you where you're just like, Oh no, that like you stepped outside of the cycle and now you're just like, Oh no, like I can really just like vibe on this a little bit. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the thing that I think that was part of the reason why I kind of pushed off on death stranding a little bit when it came out. Cause I saw the reviews coming out and people were, and it wasn't even just outlets. It was just people that, you know, are, are in the TRG's Facebook group or Twitter or whatever. And they were saying it was, it was boring. It's a walking simulator. I'm like, Oh man, maybe I won't like this game after all, you know, but I'd always want to try it. But now that I'm so far removed from it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into it, see what's there. And because I'm, you know, in between jobs at at the time when I was playing the game, I was like, I got all the time in the world. So I'm just going to do the side stuff, explore, see what's in the game and and see what Hideo Kojima put in here. And that just allowed me to really just enjoy the game. You know, I wasn't on a deadline, you know, I wasn't trying to, to meet a deadline for an episode or a YouTube video. If, you know, I wasn't done with a game. I could just put a short video up saying, Hey, this is where I'm at in the game. Here's my thoughts so far, which I did do a shorter video doing that, but it was just, it was freeing in a a really weird way. And I wound up enjoying the game more because I was like, I just get to just soak it all in and, and do the side stuff and see what's in here. And, and I think also because of what death stranding does as a game with its, kind of multiplayer but not really multiplayer mechanic it allowed me to really experience kind of the fruit of what that system looks like after it's been played by thousands of of other gamers and and the stuff that for those that don't know in death stranding part of the multiplayer mechanic is if you build a structure in your game and you uh, have the game online it'll take your structure and then just throw it in someone else's game world so i always spent several afternoons rebuilding roads putting up zip line routes across the mountains and stuff like that and so that stuff would show up in other players uh games and i would get likes throughout the game uh, as i was playing like little notifications and we would contribute and work on stuff together and i'm like this is the coolest experience in the world and i get to use other people's tools that they left 
because other people had played the game and it's now in my world and I get to use it. And it's, it's a, it's a stinking dope mechanic. It is one of the best things I've seen in a game. And so all that to say, I think you got something there is that when you remove yourself from the hype and you kind of just get in your own little headspace to play a game, you tend to enjoy it more when you're not influenced by Polygon or Kotaku saying this game is bad for reasons X, Y, and Z. Cause you just, he's got to cut out all the noise. Well, I mean, to be fair, anybody who's listening to this probably isn't reading Polygon or Kotaku anyways. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you don't need to. I'm not like it a little bit of vindication, validation here or whatever. I don't know where it's like, yeah, I'm not crazy. This is not just like Nate psychosis sort of working itself out. It, but yeah. yeah um, now that, that sounds really cool. I haven't actually gotten around to Death Stranding yet either. Again, it's sort of just, well, and part of it is just through necessity. Like I tend to be a little slower and more thorough. Mm-hmm. Like, so like right now I'm playing control. Mm-hmm. I have all the DLC. I'm going to hundred percent platinum it. I'm like, yes, I was going to ask if you're going to get the plat. I'm two achievements away from the plat and like yes. eight total achievements from hundred percent with all the DLC. Okay. Um, oh, wow. I mean, you can put dude, in some work. I, I went bonkers on that game. And it's just <laughs> like, and I, I think too, like, honestly, I was listening. So it's, it's been interesting too, because in a lot of ways, like this, this generation. So I'm playing on my PS5, right? And mm-hmm. the the biggest thing is like the available power and the loading and everything else. Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about how like there's not this obvious like super glamorous sort of upstep, right? Mm-hmm. What it is, it's this stuff all that's under the hood. Because I've, I've been thinking about it. Like I remember when people, when this game came out and people were playing it on like Xbox One X or whatever yeah. and the PS4 Pro and they're like, yeah, it's really great, but the loading's awful. And yeah, I know rough. a couple of people who just put the game down. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like, dude, because it's loading so fast for me, like, I mean, I wait like five seconds tops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's like if I like fast traveling from one end of the the old, oldest house to the other. But like that, that actually is meaningful. Like, um, I was listening to an interview, uh, David Jaffe was talking about, um, creator God of war. He was talking about like console stuff and, and generations and all that. And he was talking about how, like, he never really got it. He, he was actually talking about demon souls on PS five. Right. He was like, I never really got into those games. It was like the loading and everything else threw him off. Demon souls all of a sudden got a lot stickier for him because the loading's non-existent. Yeah. And I'm saying like, dude, like if that's like, if you can't sort of acknowledge that as being significant where like, that's actually the thing that's going to like keep you hooked on a game where it's like, oh no, this is pretty interesting, but oh, I've got to wait 30 seconds in between load screens versus like, oh no, this is pretty interesting. Like that's a significant change. And like, that's a, that's a shift and a bump that like, I think is just sort of, like I said, it's, it's a lot more subtle. It's under the hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just like, man, like this is like, this is kind of like the way of the future, so to speak. Um, well, that's part of what made Celeste such an awesome game is that when you died, you were instantly transported right back at the beginning of that puzzle or whatever you were doing. And it made it, uh, it's kind of like what Adam said on the podcast, like kind of like just one more feeling, just one more. Okay. I can do this one more. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon it's like 3am and you got to go to work in two hours and you're like, ah, oh, dang it. So I call that the time machine factor. Yeah. Like when, when you're playing a game and it's like just one more round, just one more level. Yep. Um, 
I I recently played through. Well, Josh and I both did, but we played through Moonlighter. Um, oh yeah, okay. It's a great little game, dude. Uh, really had had a pretty good time with it. It's like one of those games that I'm like, it, it's a it's kind of like in my should play. I'm like, this is not necessary by any stretch of the imagination, uh-huh. but the 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 dungeon crawling roguelike sort of dungeon exploration and then and then you the got like whole, a capitalist simula- simulator on the other side yeah of it. dude the, the the merchant sort of like the store running stuff like there was this constant like i would i was not in love with that game i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but right. it was constantly like you know i'll play like i'll do this for like like i'll do a couple rounds we'll clear out a dungeon or whatever and and then it's like three hours later and i'm like son of a gun oh you got me um but yeah and it's and i think like those things that like those things are pretty understated and and again i think that's just another benefit to like waiting a little bit i think this tech is going to change the way that we we play games in ways that like i remember people talking about how like I used to sit and check my phone w- waiting in between loading screens and they're not on their phones as much because yeah. th- there's no loading screens anymore. And it's like, even that like the, s- little things like that, I think they, they often go pretty like, you know, just sort of they're, they're noticed, but they're sort of just passed over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think like, those are the things that are going to be the difference because there's going to be stuff where, like I said, the whole demon souls thing where like all of a sudden this game's going to be a lot stickier because it's like, boom, you're back in it. Yeah. Um, it keeps you in the action. It just keeps you in the game, uh, on a much better, I don't know what the word is, but it just, it just keeps you in the game. Whereas it didn't before you'd have those breaks in between. Which, and sometimes those are, those are absolutely necessary. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like, with Moonlighter, I probably could have stood to have a lot more loading in there, where it's just like, okay, I'm done. Um, yeah. But well, I'm I'm operating with the benefit of having a PS5, which is an incredibly mm-hmm. fast, like you know, it's exponentially faster than the PS4, and so yeah. there's there's a lot of power there. But um, I think it just like I said, it's it's especially interesting too coming back to because I have. You, you said like, I have like 150 games on my backlog and I'm like, Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, those are rookie numbers, man. You got to pump those numbers up, buddy. That's what, um, that's what people in the discord were telling me. Like, dude, you only have 150. Are you serious? That's it. <laughs> hey man. Um, well, and I think too, part of it, and it's, I noticed you and Colin talked a little bit about it too, but part of it is just in the way that I, I look at my backlog mm-hmm. too, is like, it's a bank. Like yeah. this is stuff that's just there for later. Like yeah. I don't need to get a- around to this. Like the sunk cost fallacy does not does not apply. Just because mm-hmm. I bought this doesn't mean I have to play it. Now I probably exactly. should. Right. But you know, it's like, and if I'm just spending a lot of money and not playing anything, well, and that's the whole point of the, the, the beatdown is like mm-hmm. spend less money, play a little more of what you have. Yeah. Um but I'm just I'm just interested what this will do for for my backlog as far as like coming back to like stuff. This just me talking out loud, thinking out loud, sounding like a crazy person, which <laughs> yeah, I'm good at. Um, but anyways, getting back on the topic here. So you you've got Death Stranding down. What else is on your pile here, man? I mean, besides Sekiro, because I know that you've oh, sort of man. 
Are you going to get, are you gunning for the plat? Have you gotten the platinum I, on that? I've decided I'm going to gun for the platinum on Sekiro. I'm, I'm at a point where it's like what I said, I think in the most recent episode where I'm like, I've got the game's mechanics down and the parrying and the timing down to where I'm like, I don't want to just stop playing it. Cause I'm worried that if I take a break and then come back, I'm not going to be to the level that mm. I'm at now. So I might as well just go for the platinum while I'm here because I'm not tired of the game either. I've beaten the game. How many times have I beaten? I beat it once on Xbox and then I was like, okay, how does this thing run? Cause I played on, on a series S. I was like, how does this thing run on a PS five? Started playing it on there and it runs at like ooey gooey 60 frames per second, 4k. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to play it on here and play through it again. And I think I've beaten the game three times now in total and I have to beat it two more times to get the endings uh, on PS5. And it's just, I'm not I'm not tired of the game at all. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I, there's something about that game's combat that keeps me coming back and wanting more and more. And I think it's the the that thing of like, okay, this is a newer boss. Let me see if I can figure out how to beat it. Or this is a similar boss. I want to see if I can take it down faster than what I did last time. And it's just... It's addictive, man. It's it's really good. But then on the flip side of that, when I need a bit of a break, you know, the nice thing about the Game Pass that I have for Xbox is I can play games that, you know, I don't need to spend money on. And and if I wind up liking it, I'll just play through it. Kind of like 12 Minutes, which is one I just beat recently, which was... Yeah, I, thought was I really saw good. that you've been like super hype on that. I, I, lo- I got all the achievements for it, so I, I really like the game. Um, but I've also been kind of slowly chipping away at Metal Gear Rising Revengeance too, because after I beat Death Stranding, it just gave me a, 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 a taste for Metal Gear Solid at that point. So I've been kind of chipping it, chipping away at that one a little bit here and there. So those are kind of... Metal Gear Solid, Rising, and Sekiro are probably the two that I'm I'm kind of more focused on right now. But those are both sort of pretty action heavy games too. Like I mean, like it's and for different reasons, yeah, di- different reasons. But I I don't know about you, but like when I'm playing, sometimes like I only have like one or two really big games in mm-hmm. like like a year. Like I can do like one really big thing. Yeah, or maybe two, and then like, like a like a JRPG sort of big, or what do you mean by big? Well, just anything like so. Like I'm I'm now I'm also on vacation, so I've just been like bearing down on Breath of the Wild. I'm like You're just no, vegging out, like, yeah, man. Like just I've been uh, there's been a whole lot of nothing going on. Uh, yeah, nothing except for Breath of the Wild. And um, hey, there's a castle. So, there's a princess to save. You got to get after it, dude. I just I actually just. Uh, the fourth divine beast today oh Uh, okay so i now and i have some of the the dlc stuff like i'm tempted to go and do like get get the horse dirt bike thing and uh, there's there's the did you do the the master sword thing where it's like 50 levels or something like that i think i no i i don't think i know i attempted it and i think the furthest i ever got was like maybe level eight or ten or something like that mm-hmm. and then i was just like okay this is too hard i can't do this oh, i've i've taken three cracks at that and it's like the, the i keep coming back to it everyone because i'm like the prospect of having a fully powered up non-dying master sword is like i'm like yes gimme yeah and then i start playing it and i'm like holy crap this sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like what did i get myself into but that's probably like one of my big things 
And even like with control, like it's sort of been a bit of a slower burn, but that's sort of like, that's mid tier that I don't like the way I'm going at it, like a little, I, I think I'm just like a little, I don't want to say obsessive compulsive, but it's like when something gets its hooks into me, like really gets its hooks into me. Like I'm uh-huh. just like, I'm going to see how far I can go down the rabbit hole. And it's like you said with, with Sekiro, you're not tired of it. I'm not tired of the games yet. Yeah. Like I can definitely feel control is starting to like, wear a little bit just just a little bit where i'm like okay like yeah i need to just like knuckle down bust out these last couple achievements and then Mm -hmm. i can sort of put this thing down down and walk away from it uh you know feeling pretty good about it um but you you mentioned game pass so does that add anything to like because i keep hearing like game pass best value in gaming blah 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 yeah yeah. i'm gonna say like yeah from a purely financial standpoint absolutely like mm-hmm. if you only have like was it twenty bucks a month or something like, what it's it? like fifteen or something. Yeah, but and you can always find deals and stuff for it too. But yeah, it's like absolutely for fifteen bucks a month. There's a whole pile of stuff that you can play for free, but it's you're paying fifteen bucks a month. But mm-hmm. you know, it's basically you would buy that's roughly the price. It's sixty bucks every four months, so it's like three new games a year. If you know, anyways. All that weird mental math and all that. I was stuff. gonna say I'm not a math teacher, so I'm not gonna fact check you on that one. <laughs> it, yeah, it's 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 like 180 bucks. If it's 15 bucks a month, it's like 180 bucks a year, which would be about well, now it'd be like two and a half games if it's current gen st- like Sony pricing and all mm-hmm. that junk. Um, that would be sort of like Nate Kryptonite, like where I would <laughs> do like the whole like you you get on Netflix sometimes, right? And you're just yeah. like, I want to watch something. And then you spend 20 minutes like, look at this, look at this, look at this, mm-hmm. look at this. And then it's like 20 minutes later, you're like, and I still haven't watched anything. Now I'm yeah. done. And you just walk yeah. away from Netflix. Um, that's, I think, what would happen. Like a lot of that paralysis would probably kick in. Does that kick in for you at all with Game Pass? Or is it like, nah? Uh, or? Not really, because I think because I'm so new to it. Like I just got the Series S, I think, in june of this year i I can't remember it was fairly recent though and so there's a lot of games on there that i had kind of like had my eye on for a while and so i just Mm -hmm. i'll i I downloaded several of them and so they're just sitting on my xbox and they're always there if it's like you know if i'm getting bored with a game like metal gear rising let's say i'm like it's getting too bonkers because it's just it's so unlike all the other metal gear games i'll just move over to something else um but i think I think it's not so much that I think there's just this interest because I'll check every now and then when they update the list like okay this looks cool download this looks cool download and then I'll play it for like maybe 20 minutes at a time like "Ah, I'm not feeling this so I'll just delete it and so I think for me it's kind of helped me not buy some games while also uh, being able to see what games are actually good but I haven't really come across this type of paralysis sort of thing like the Netflix effect Um, it's more just like I'll just check what's new each week and then if there's anything cool I'll just download a few if there isn't anything i'll just go back to playing sekiro so what you're saying is that the game pass does not add any sort of backlog existential dread not really i think it's because it's different with with game pass because there's really no financial commitment there i mean there is because you're spending the monthly payment but you know when you when you buy something there's kind of that that like mental pain a little bit where you're like okay i I spent 20 bucks on this i should probably play it a little bit Whereas if it's a game on Game Pass, I'll put 20 minutes in. If like I'm just not feeling it, 
I have no problem deleting it. Whereas, you know, something like it'll take Hades, for example, I bought that on the switch last year mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I, I paid money on it. Everybody says it's good. Maybe I should just keep playing and, and I want to like beating it one time. But then I was like, I don't know if I really enjoyed it. Whereas now it's like, there's no time commitment. There's no expectations. I can just download something and, and go from there. You can come at it sort of with, yeah, the, I think the, the no expectations, the sort of, I can just come at it, experience it sort mm-hmm. of in whatever context I, I need to or should. And, and, and actually the, that's actually sounds pretty freeing. Like just yeah. that, that whole, well, and I think too, just one of the biggest things when, when it comes to any sort of like backlog management stuff, right? It's always like, you, you mentioned it, like there's that sort of like, I paid money for this. I need to like do something with this. Yeah. And man, one of the biggest things that I've sort of had to like, that I'm still sort of is like, just because I buy something does not mean that I need, it does not need my attention right this second. Yeah. It might not need it at all ever. Um, you know, like I said, I, at this point in time, I think, and there's, there's a, a, a like a con to that or a negative to that mm-hmm. as well, because then it's like, you can just like, well, I'm just throwing stuff in the bank. I'm just throwing stuff in the bank. It's for a rainy day. It's for a rainy day. It's for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at, at that point in time, you're not being a mindful consumer. You're not, you're not thinking about purchasing. You're just buying for the sake of buying. Right. And, and that's. That's just as much a problem as just about, you know, just, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, I just, I, I've, I've been curious and like, if I were to, to do the Xbox route, I've said this before, I don't know where or or to who, but the one Xbox I'm thinking about is the series S because it's, I don't want the X. I don't Mm -hmm. want that. Cause like you get the X and it's like, this is sort of feels like a commitment. Like, right. You know, like this is a big boy machine and I'm not, I'm just not nearly as invested in the ecosphere or that environment. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the S is the one that I would probably check out that. And I, I do just, man, for, for all you talk about it, I have never played lost odyssey. And that's just oh. like one of those like Xbox titles. I had a 360, and I have and blue dragon. Oh, I have blue dragon. I had lost odyssey, never played it. Um, oh, I got booted up once, dude. I well, 360 was the year. Well, that was the generation where I fell. So it was it was PS2 sort of cross 360, but it was like that was the year that I really or the 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 time frame where I really got into like the survival horror genre. So uh, I was playing okay. like Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, mm-hmm. like that whole cycle, and so I was like super hardcore into that stuff uh mm-hmm. for a while and it's i i love i have like the very first game i ever beat was dragon warrior on the nas i have okay. a long-standing love affair with jrpgs and just rpgs as a general rule mm-hmm. but as i've gotten older and sort of my tastes have broadened it's it's harder and harder like i i'm sitting on dragon quest 11 and i'm like I think that might be the one that just like I'll, I'll fire it up sort of and just work on it. Like that's yeah. probably going to be my big boy. Um, it's, it's a big game. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things too, that I know that once I sort of like dip into that, that's probably going to chew up like all my attention. 
Mm-hmm. And so like, I'll probably do like some shorter burn stuff, like just like pick up stuff that's like uh, 10, 15 hours and yeah. move in and out. But yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's just interesting how, how that works. So you have the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Does that put any, pre- like this idea, right? Where there are sort of the, these pressures to like, you mm-hmm. want to generate content and stuff like yeah. that. So what, what are some of the things that you've done personally to sort of really keep, you know, almost protect the, the actual, the recreational value of the hobby? Because I've wrestled with it. Like, how mm-hmm. do I, cause yeah, you want to be playing stuff and you want to, you know, so that you have content, but at the same time, the second it really turns into like, oh, I have to do this, that yeah. actually becomes pretty draining. And yeah, you start hating it. Yeah. And so what are some of the things that you've done to sort of protect the hobby? Um, yeah. And so that it is enjoyable and it's not just something you have to do because of the podcast or because yeah. of X, Y, and Z. Um, if I'm being honest, I'll probably say that in the, you know, over six and a half years of doing TRG, I haven't really been the best about it. There's been, you can ask like close friends, even my wife and Adam to a degree. There's times where I'm like, I just don't want to game anymore because I'm I'm sick of, it's like, it's like my hobby isn't a hobby anymore. It's a chore. And so Mm. it it makes it difficult to want to play games when it's like, especially when we were trying to be more we were trying to play like the newer games and we were trying to be up to date and stuff. And so I'm like, man, I want to, I want to play this. I want to play that. I want to play this and that. And so we'd be picking them up and I'd be trying to rush through them. But you know, when you're in ministry, that's not exactly the easiest thing to do. And, and it hasn't, I've probably not been the best about it, but I think it kind of what happened this summer with, you know, going in, you know, going in between jobs and, and figuring all that out and being, incredibly busy now uh trying to figure out you know how to how to teach three different classes um one of them being a physics class that mixes algebra and science my two worst you know classes in in school um just trying to figure that stuff out it's forced me to to go into a spot where it's like i i i just i can't keep up with it anymore and that was something that was kind of cool about starting the back vlog, back flob, back vlog. Words are hard. Back flobbing. That's a, that's a new thing. Um, but I think death stranding helped me realize that, especially with videos, just seeing kind of the response from that video and just the talk of it in the group and how it convinced other people to, to try the game out because it's on their backlog or, uh, even pick it up as well. I, there, I know there's a few people that listened to me talk about it and was like, oh, I'm going to pick up the director's cut and, and play it in September um, because this game sounds really cool. Um, I think it's it's taught me that you don't really need to play the newest, latest, best. If you just play what you enjoy and if you're enjoying it and then you're talking about it and you're enthusiastic about it, people will listen to it. You know? Yeah. And, and I think I got that backwards with the podcast for the longest time. It was like, we got to talk about the new stuff, you know, so we can uh, hit the the SEO on online and people will find our show. But now it's like, I don't think that's so much the case anymore. Uh, and maybe that wasn't yeah. the case to begin with. But I think this summer and really just tackling my backlog has kind of shown me that, you know, if you just play what you enjoy and, and you talk about it, people listen to it. 
and you'll find some cool people that maybe wouldn't listen to your show before, but now they are. And now you've made that connection. Well, and those are probably like the fans or the listeners that you want who are actually wanting to engage with the content that you want to make versus the yeah. content that you feel like you need to make. I yeah. mean, one of the the things that I've said before is like, you know, sometimes you're going to hit points. You can sort of get sucked down the rabbit hole on this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like you 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 hit burnout where you're just like, I don't want to play anything. I don't want to yep. like, I don't like, I don't want to hear about anything. And, you know, honestly, I think that that's, it's really important when those times come to, to intentionally like step back, like take a break, take a breather, like remove the pressure because, yeah. you, you know, and, it, you know, Colin talked about it when he left kind of funny, he didn't really play games for like a while. Yeah. And he didn't go back to making games content. And now that he has, and he's making the content he, that he wants, I mean, I mean, Last Damn Media is one of the most successful Patreons in the history of Patreon. Yeah, um, it's nuts. Well, and it's it's kind of like it's it's I'm I'm so happy for his success too because it's like man, mm-hmm. like especially like he's opened up a little bit about it. It's the, the way, like the way everything went down. It was like, you know, and he, he tried to like, sort of like play it cool and be like, oh no, like it, it's pretty cordial and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. anytime he would even sort of like touch up against it, I think people who were paying attention were like, oh no, hey, look at this guy. Look at that beautiful semi-bald man. What up, homies? He's coming, coming in at the end here. I just, I just crashed the party. That's all so right, That's man. what I do. Totally I was actually, like I saw your text and I was getting ready to text you. My bad. My bad. So, so Josh, you're, you're here at the end, uh, or towards the I, end. What, Josh, how do you feel about skinny jeans? Skinny jeans? Yeah. That's what we've been talking about for them. the last 50 minutes. I, I, I do wear skinny jeans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just, I just got a new pair of, uh, Levi's five tens a couple weeks ago. I, I do like oh. the skinny jeans. Pretty dope. I, That's just. I wish I could rock skinny jeans, but like I'm a fat man. You know, emo emo I, kid at heart. You know, so you just you have to. Yep. I, don't, I don't have the long swoopy hair anymore. So, but I've I've got something I need to hold on to. <laughs> and it holds on to me too. You know, I like that. I like it when the the pants are just giving me a hug all day. Me too. That's, gross, that's how it dude. goes. So gross, man. Oh man. <laughs> Keep gnarly. Okay, my my question, Logan. Hi. Um, what are you going to do with the games after you beat them? It's the only thing I wanted to know. You I mean, Death Stranding. Collection? Yeah, I mean, Death Stranding is pretty easy because it's like the director's cut comes out next month. And I'm, mm-hmm. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to replay through the game again with all the new stuff because uh-huh. I, just, I really dug that game. But Can't wait yeah. to get stranded again. Yeah. I've learned the hard way to not sell my games because... Uh-huh. I'm I'm still upset that I sold Metroid Fusion and Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes when okay. I was a kid, and I just recently reacquired mm. those. I need to just not sell these yeah. because you never you never know when you're gonna want to play it again. Mm-hmm. I so, actually you know. i uh, I have a semi working Game Boy Advance SP, and oh, okay. like a couple years ago, Jealous. I was like rooting through. Yeah, dude, uh, it does. It sometimes like the sound gets real weird, and it either mm. just shuts off. Or then it sounds like somebody's talking through a tin can. It's super mm-hmm. rad. Um, but it uh, 
I found I have zero mission and fusion. And mm. uh, I was just like, so good. Oh, zero mission was probably like one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and I know it's, it's pretty much just like a remake of the original Metroid, but I just, I think it's awesome. I played through zero mission on stream here recently. And there was a point where that game there's an extra bit on there that I didn't know that was in there. And it kind of blew my mind a little bit. And I was freaking <laughs> out for the sneaky. next 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this game is so dope. This is amazing. Why did I never play this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one, that one I played on Wii U. I don't have that one physically. I do have fusion physically. I even have the, the box, which was super cool. Ooh. Got that from eBay. Mm. So thank you. eBay it was not very expensive. Speaking of Metroid, and- who all is pumped for Metroid dread? I already got it pre-ordered, both digitally and mm. physically. I shouldn't buy two deluxe. copies of it, but I don't care. No, I couldn't get the deluxe. Okay, I okay. tried. Dude, though. the deluxe was sold out in thirty seconds. Yeah, like yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was stupid. I'm just gonna, Man. I'm just gonna make my robotics class build a, a bot for me online, and then I'm just gonna use that to get all my, uh, <laughs> all my playstations and Xboxes and gaming things from now on. <laughs> Free oh, labor. I like exactly. It. <laughs> Guys, if you, you get. If you make a successful bot that can get me the Metroid Dread Collector's Edition and everything else I dream of, I will give you all an A. A's. A's. My bro- A's for my, bro- <laughs> my brother-in-law, he he uh he's like does IT and stuff like that. And he he does some some coding and we were talking about that a little bit and his brother his brother said to him like, "Why don't you just build a bot to get you PS5?" And he said, "Listen, he's like the the problem is like with stuff like that where you put in like the wrong, if you mess up the code and you just wanted to buy like one, like and it ends up buying like 10 He's like, (laughs) then I have to pay for 10. He's like, these mistakes will cost. (laughs) Like, and I was like, ah, you could turn around and flip them and probably make your money back. And then some (laughs) pretty easily. Yeah. But Logan, glad to have you on here, man. It's, it's been too long. We probably, we, well, we need to make something happen again here sooner or later, but um, I'm sure that people know where to find you, but mm-hmm. plug the things, dude. Tell us about your stuff. Yeah. So if you guys want to listen to us talk about uh, video games from a, a Christian perspective and analyze the themes of games, I know that doesn't sound super exciting, but it's pretty dope when you, when you listen to it. Uh, one of the things that we do, or our, I do, me and Adam do, we do a show called The Reform Gamers. You can check it out uh, on our website, thereformgamers.com, uh, YouTube channel. You can check out extra content there. Uh, you can listen to us on any podcast catcher. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I just now remembered we have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. I go back to school for like two weeks and I forget everything that I'm doing with the podcast. But yeah, you, you can check all that stuff out there. We have a Discord community that's uh, that's pretty hopping and mm-hmm. yeah, all sorts of fun stuff there. Nice. And twitch.tv slash the theologian. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's all, it's kind of postponed for now because gotcha. My bad. it's kind of like what I, what I was telling Nate earlier, trying to teach three three classes that are trying to learn how to teach and then trying to learn how to teach those things. And then one of the subjects is my two worst subjects combined into one class. It's like, I, I have, I don't have time to, to stream anymore, unfortunately. Gotcha. So, but yeah, you can go drop a follow on Twitch if you want. And, and when I eventually come back, <laughs> you can do that at twitch.tv slash the theologian. You will be notified. I like yep. it. Yeah. You, you don't ring the bell on Twitch. No, no, no. You ring the bell on YouTube. Actually, I think on Twitch you do ring a bell. Let me check. Uh oh. That rings a bell. Ayo. Ringing bells. Makes me think of Bravely Default. Mm. Ring a bell. 
He's a good character. I like that guy. There is a bell on Twitch. Yeah. Huh? So ring the bell on Twitch. <laughs> ring the bell on Twitch. But um, yeah, well, like I said, just glad you you could hop on here with us, man. It was it was good catching up, and yeah, uh, th- this whole teaching thing, man. Have fun. <laughs> oh, I've I've been having fun this week. I don't know if my students have because I'm. I told them like we're gonna get the boring stuff out of the way first, and then we're gonna start building robots. We're gonna start making postcards. We're gonna start making album covers and all that stuff. You just gotta you gotta hang in there for the first few weeks. Well, you gotta put you gotta do do the work. You gotta put exactly. in the time sort of lay the groundwork and then then you get to play a little bit yeah exactly learn the rules before you start breaking them so i i should have asked this a lot earlier and i know we're we're sort of wrapping it how was your first week of school logan or how is your first week of school holy crap um man it was a roller coaster there was there was a moment where i'm like yeah i've got this this is great and then friday because we started school on a wednesday and then friday hit and i was like i don't know what i'm doing next week i don't know how to plan i don't know about this algebra stuff i'm gonna die and i was like having a panic attack in the teacher's lounge and i think a teacher knew like oh my gosh this guy's about to like he's about to just quit and uh but then she was like okay look after school come in your classroom we'll figure this out you'll be okay and so she was super gracious my wife stopped by and she was like i didn't know you were freaking out this much i thought you were okay let's work on this a little bit and so this week has gone way smoother um Mm -hmm. especially as i'm getting to know the kids a little bit more and i'm realizing that it's okay if we finish 15 minutes before the bell rings and they can just hang out because they're not going to complain so it's been a lot better, but man, it was a very turbulent <laughs> first first couple of days. I imagine that sort of making the transition from like youth pastor to this, there's some similarities, but there's mm-hmm. also the differences. I I I know that personally, whenever I start like a new project or whatever, like when I first started with the post office, it was like three months of me like every day, like I'm gonna get fired. What am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Like, that uh, they're going to hate me. And after I got through my 90 days and it's like, there was like a point where it just like, like just snapped into place, clicked. And I was like, Oh, cool. And it's, I, I saw a buddy of mine posted something on Facebook. It's like, have enough confidence to suck at something long enough to sort of, basically it's like, Hey, you're going to suck in the beginning. Yeah. Like you, there's a whole lot of learning, even if you like know what you're going to do, but like, just like, Stick with it, like, yeah, because it's it's not until you work through the. And I'm not saying that you suck as a teacher. I'm just saying, like, oh no, I suck as a teacher. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but I'm I'm faking it until I make it. But I mean, like, even with with the podcast stuff, like, I mean, now we're all sort of like old hands at it. But like in the beginning, like, man, you go like I listened to some of our earlier stuff, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, like, yeah. you, I pretend you, I pretend our first hundred episodes don't exist. Well, <laughs> we still haven't even hit the hundred mark. So <laughs> we're getting there. Well, I, you know, it depends on whether you count bite, bite size and all that's that true. stuff. That's there, true. there was an episode in, I, I think, in your first hundred where you had a guy come on talk about something he called the backlog beatdown. I don't know, like I don't I remember. Just, <laughs> I forget <laughs> everything I say when I finish recording. It it's nope. just like poof, never happened. I need, just like I, this giant white spot. Yeah, just noise. Uh, we, should, we need to get Hench and Dad on at some point. We haven't had him on <laughs> any time recently. Yeah, man, so weird. It, it turns work, out it would work so well because both of you guys are teachers. You know, yeah, like, I know. You man, would... that's crazy. <laughs> uh, in the immortal words of, of of Jake the dog from Adventure Time, 
dude, sucking at something is the first step towards being sort of good at something. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> you go. You know what, Classic. Josh? Classic. I love Golf it. clap. Golf clap. Beautiful. I'm going to well, put that on the board in my classroom tomorrow. It's, yeah, it's 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 good, man. Dude, I, I specifically remember that quote because like watching the show, he said mm-hmm. it, and I was like, that is really cool. And then I see memes pop up, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I've watched that show. I'm cool. You ought to I just promise. like make it a giant motivational poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake the dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love Adventure Time. It's um, good. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a great Real show. Weird. My kids like it too, except there are moments where I'm like, my kids should not be watching this. And so we stopped watching it. (laughs) Mm. Still a bit too young. That that show does take some weird turns on some episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you hit like preteen age, fine. That's cool. But there's, yeah, there's just some like weird tones to some of the things. It's like, yeah, because, because my kids are the age where they'll repeat things, even if they don't Uh, know what they mean, you know, it's just a funny word or a funny phrase or they got a reaction out of people. So I'm going to repeat it. And so there's some things I don't want them repeating from that show, even though it's an awesome show. So true that. Now that I know that like adventure time is sort of like in our, repertoire like the mm. confession time like i i don't watch a ton of tv but like when i get into something i watch all of it <laughs> and yeah. adventure time i binged thing. like the whole thing in a matter of like two weeks day like i just that's all i watched i just the, sat down i come the home and, episodes do help you know well and there's so much stuff like you wouldn't think it, like dude it's so great <laughs> oh, oh it's so great like nice because there's stuff it's like the episodes are very standalone but there is like this just thread that just is weaving through everything mm-hmm. a through line yes a through line <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it we, we, we had a it conversation happened. about through lines earlier today so okay but mm-hmm. anyways uh we just wanted to thank you for your time logan um yeah thanks for having with me you nothing but the best and we will have to do this again sometime man and uh you know what like you just uh you keep on you keep on being champions over there at trg you know yeah, i'll do my we best love you guys we you love you guys this tool in the shed Ayo. oh hey hey Ayo. puns are the worst um i'm a but, dad it happens yeah <laughs> leaks but, out of um, every pore that's <laughs> man the worst the worst um but hey man uh again thanks so much for your time logan uh thanks yeah. just you know and uh like i said we got to do this again soon it was it was it was good to catch up it was good to hang out for a little bit so yeah man hit me up so, so like logan all of you guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits 